0: Joining us for another lesson taught by Dr. Jeffrey Harris, Senior Pastor of Antioch Fellowship Church in Florence, South Carolina. We are reaching the lost, making disciples, and enjoying life. We pray that this lesson is a blessing to you as you walk in your God given purpose. Now, here is the message Amen. Open your Bible with me to the book of. Uh 1 Peter chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse number 10. And you get that in the Amplified Bible for me, please. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse what? 10. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10. Praise God. Now I'm going to read this out of the regular King James, uh, New King James, then we're going to come back. To uh the the uh the uh amplifier. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? Amen. Verse number 10 says this. Uh verse As each one has received a gift, somebody say, I have a gift. I Saying I was given that gift, I was given that gift by, God. by God. So it's not my gift, it's, my gift. it's God's gift. Each one have received a gift, minister it to one another, or the word minister means to serve, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, the word manifold means men inside Now, we're going to read this out of the, uh, the Amplified Bible, verse number 10. Are you there? As each of you had received a gift, a particular spiritual talent. I want to keep... Uh, Keying in on a particular spiritual talent. Each one of us has a pa- pa- particular, say, particular, a particular spiritual, spiritual. talent. Yeah. Now, each one of us has that. Now, look where it comes from—a gracious endowment. It's not only a particular spiritual talent; it's a gracious endowment. Power comes with that talent. I said it again. Power comes with that talent. Then he says this: Employ it for one another as befits good trustees of God. Many-sided grace. So grace have many sides. Amen. Faithful stewards of the extreme diverse powers. And gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. That means God gave it to you. You didn't earn it. Come on, somebody, you couldn't buy it. He gave it to you. And when he gave it to us, he gave it to us in particular so that we could promote the kingdom of God. Amen, somebody. You're in the kingdom to promote the kingdom of God. We're in the kingdom, come on somebody, to promote the kingdom of God. Amen. So God said, I'm going to give you a particular spiritual talent. And you take that particular spiritual talent and you use it to promote the kingdom of God. Most times, the gift God gives us, we promote the world with that gift. Come on somebody, there's nothing wrong with using the gift to promote the world. Come on, what I mean by that, uh, to uh, use it on your job. Use it in your career, but don't forget about the kingdom. Amen, somebody. Don't forget about the kingdom. because The gift came from God. He gave the gift to us. So if he gave it to us, don't you know he has the right to tell us how to use it? Amen, somebody. And we use that gift to promote the kingdom of God. Amen. A prime example: This guy playing instruments. They promote. Come on now, they can play for the schools and play for whoever. But at the same time, they need to take that same gift and promote the kingdom. See, that's why most of the time the kingdom goes slack and the world are progressing because we take what God give us and give it to the world. I don't like y'all. Don't like me today. And and the talent and the spiritual gift came from God. Amen. So he said, let's use it to minister to one another. Let's use it to promote the kingdom of God. Amen, somebody. Amen. Now, turn your Bibles over to the book of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, you remember we went through these seven uh, dimensions. Dimension number one was saving grace, dimension number two, was submitting grace. Number three was strengthening grace. Number four was supported grace. Number five today going to be sanctifying grace. And number six going to be supernatural grace. And number seven going to be sowing grace. Grace for sowing. Amen. Are you listening to me? Now we need this strength. We need this grace now. 2 Corinthians chapter what? 12 and verse what? 7?
1: 12 and 7. Are you there? This grace is powerful. This grace is needed. Tap into it by faith.
0: Amen, somebody. It's going to take the grace of God, the endowment of God, to keep us focused on our purpose. Come on, somebody. And keep us in line with the things of God. It's going to take that supernatural endowment, Because really, in the flesh, we cannot do it by ourselves. Amen. And when you're talking about the supernatural endowment, you're talking about uh, the grace of God. It's plain and simple. We're talking about the spirit of grace. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. He's the one who endows us. He's the one that gives us power. Come on, somebody. Are you listening to me? Now, we're going to need that to go forth in the kingdom, especially in the last hour, I call, in this time of season. We're going to need that because so many forces, demonic forces and, and negative influences is trying to penetrate our thought life. Come on now. Trying to get us to go contrary to what we believe. See, that's the warfare. The warfare is in the mind. Are oh, you listening to them? And it's gonna take the endowment, it's gonna take the grace of God for us to walk what I call the straight and narrow, to cause us to live holy lives in this season, in this time, so that the world can see Jesus in us. See, the church have allowed the world to infiltrate the church at a level where the world and the church you can't tell the difference. Now, I'm not talking about the clothes, the car, the cash, the crib. I'm talking about conduct. All of them begin with a C. And if I had a turntable, I'd spin and wrap this right now. Give me a turntable. Give me a scratch. Give me about two turntables. Listen to what I'm saying. Conduct is looking like the world because we have not tapped into the grace of God by faith. Whew. So we live in lives where people can't tell us from the world. That's why all the preaching has been done on TV, uh, on Internet, around the world. That's why people is not being reached. See, people, are, what, what's been happening, folks have been portraying and saying this many people are being saved every day. This many people are being saved every day. OK. If they are, have they come into the knowledge of the truth? Because most ones I see is not living according to the word. Amen. And that's what makes the difference. It's not going to be so much as pro- proclamation, proclaiming. It's going to be declaration. Not only declaration, also we're going to have to walk this out. We declare, we proclaim, but they're going to have to sit, lived out in our lives. And we're going to take this supernatural strength from God called grace. Are you listening to me? Uh, look at verse number seven. Remember, our goal is to reach the lost. Our goal is to bring those into the knowledge of the truth. Our goal, That's our goal as believers. Your goal is not to be a church member. It is part of it. Listen at me good. It's part of it because you got to come to the fellowship and come hear the word. Come on, somebody. And when I teach the words, it should be confirming what you already done read. Are you listening to me? But our goal is to live a life that somebody can see Jesus in us. The goal is when I go on my job, I don't have to say a lot. They can see it in my conduct. They can see it in my talk. They can see it in my
1: walk. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we want to say and not be. We want
0: to say we're Christians, but we don't want to be. But that grace is going to help us. Come on, somebody. It's not that God will ask us to do something, then leave us helpless to do it. He said, I never leave you now for say, I'm not going to leave you as offering. I'm going to always be there. The Holy Spirit is going to be there to help
1: and guide us.
0: Verse number seven.
1: And Apostle Paul writing the
0: second letter to the church of Corinth, he said this. At least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation. A thorn in the flesh was given to me. A message of Satan to buffet me. Least I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said, somebody said, Jesus said this. Said Jesus said this. And he said, look at it, it's in red, good Bible, it's in red, good Bible, good Bible. It said, my grace, my endowment, come on somebody, my unmerited favor, my gift I have given to you, the power of the Holy Spirit is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest up on me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmity in the reproach in needs, and persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. Now, he said this now, the supernatural endowment of God, the Holy Spirit, the grace of God, is enough to get me through whatever I'm facing. Are you listening to me now? now? Now, now, remember this. I said this last Wednesday. I think I want you to catch this now. The grace of God will sustain me even in my affliction, even in my shortcomings. It, come on now, even in my weakness, it's going to sustain me. That means. When I'm going through my shortcomings, the grace of God is going to strengthen me to be able to, watch this, to live the kind of life I should live at that time. Although I got some weaknesses, come on now, you got some too. Don't look at me like that. You got some things too that you know if God hadn't covered, you will move out of town. You already know that. You'll go to a hole. You'll fly across the sea somewhere. You'll leave here. Come on. You know I'm telling the truth. But grace. Sustained you in it. But that's not God's best. God's best is that we get to a place where we told or to delivered. Come on, somebody. So that we're not tipping and dipping.
1: Are you listening to me? That's God's best. But the grace of God going to help us in our weakness, wherever you're weak at.
0: Come on, wherever you're persecuted, wherever you're in distress, tap into the grace by faith. How do I do that, pastor? You got to open your mouth. You got to say something. Grace is not activated in silence. The power of grace is activated when you say something. You got to release your faith.
1: Amen, somebody. You got to say something. I don't care if you're smoking, whatever, While you're
0: smoking, you got to say, God, God doesn't deliver me. He said, who oh, the son set free, is free indeed. I'm free. <clears throat> I'm free. See, so you gotta, see, you got got, you to keep moving. See, that's not God, watch this, that's not the best, but you're going to a place of
1: deliverance. But if you set back, don't say anything, you c- come on now. And that's why you get over into a place of condemnation, a place of
0: shame and guilt. Now you don't want to read, you don't want to study, you don't want to come to church, you don't want to be around believing because you're over in a place of condemnation now
1: and guilt and shame. And Jesus nailed all that to the cross. You're
0: free, you just got to walk in your freedom. And grace going to sustain you
1: while you're on the way. Amen. You know how how, you you
0: know why most of us know how to act in a crowd because of grace. Y'all don't like that. Y'all don't like that. You know how why most of us don't show our behinds in a crowd because of grace. But but see, God want to get us to a place where we totally deliver from that anger of whatever it is. So, come on, somebody. So when the same thing happened in privacy, we maintain the same character and the same conduct.
1: Amen. 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 Praise God, somebody.
0: That's a strengthening grace. Supported grace, we looked at that last week. That's the favor of God. I think I talked about that last week. Uh, go, go with me in your Bibles over to Second Corinthians chapter nine. Let's look at the uh, su- supportive grace. Now, whatever we do in life, whatever we uh, face in life, whatever we try to accomplish in life, we're gonna need God to move on somebody's heart to help us. Nobody, no one have gotten to where they are today without help. Somebody gave you a helping hand. God used somebody to take us from, come on, from where we was to where we are today. That's called the favor of God. Somebody said the favor of God. God moved on somebody's heart. Touch somebody's heart who had what you need, whether it was finance, whether it was knowledge, whether it was uh, wisdom, whatever you needed, whether it was influence, whatever you needed to help you get from where you was to where you are today. That's that that fourth dimension of supportive grace. God's grace will support us. Are you listening to me? Look at verse number 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Hallelujah! I tell you, this is good. See, cause we we just stuck on one level, you know. We just stuck on, you know, unmerited favor, which is good. All of it mean the same thing, but there are different dimensions that we can walk in. You know, we just want to continue saying, yeah, you know, yeah, I, you know, I, you know, a person, yeah, I did, I messed up, I cussed out three people, and I stole about five things, I slept with a hundred women, and but the grace of God, though. God' grace is, you know, grace is God, I ain't under the law. I'm not, see, but we, we add up, a, that's, that's a baby stage of grace. But there are many that mention, what about the grace that's going to strengthen you to keep you from? See, there's a grace not only to forgive you in, there's a grace to f- come on to help you before. i said that again, what's it? There's a grace, my God, I heard that, Lord. There's a grace to help you in, come on somebody. But there's also a grace to help you before. Why don't we tap into that level? See, the the kid level, the preschool level, is when I'm in it, I say, you know, you don't know condemnation of Christ Jesus. Yeah, but you misquote the scripture. It says who walk according to the spirit, not in the flesh. That means you're in the flesh, you're going to be condemned. Your own conscience condemned, you not the word. So, you don't fully quote the whole scripture. Are you listening to me? So, so let's tap into this grace that's going to strengthen us. Come on, before we even take that next step. And what I'm finding out seems like, seem like God, seems like people preach that God's so weak, He just can't, he can't help me. Before I, you know, he, it's like it's like God, you know, he only powerful when I get over here. But back here, before I get down in the water, he weak. So so this means, you know, I, I brag on God, you know, how forgiving he is and he heals. Merciful, gracious. I brag on when I already I'm in it. But why didn't I brag on his power before I took that step? Because everybody preached the conscious side of God. But God is a spirit. He strengthened our spirit, man. But guess what? We got to renew our minds. We got to renew our minds. He will forgive us all that is true, but everybody is not practicing sin.
1: Some of us have tapped into the grace of God to help us before we got into it.
0: Are you listening to me? But everybody want to say, you know, you know, you know downtrodden. It is people that, are, that heard, you know, uh, uh, generation curse. All that. But man, what about the folk that been delivered? What about God delivering power? What about God healing power? What about God? Come on, God. What about God's power so that we can be liberated, so we can be free?
1: Ah, man, what about that side of the grace? My God. God ain't going to throw you away. No, he's not. He'll forgive us.
0: He's more than a second chance God, third chance. You you don't have the numbers. He's in, what you call it, finite forgiveness.
1: But there's some things that the grace of God, we tap into that strength.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Look at verse number six. (laughs) My Lord in heaven. I didn't mean to go there, but Lord, you you know. Look at verse number uh, six. But this I say, watch this. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six. But this I say, he who sows spirit shall reap how? God ain't got nothing to do with that now. Because he who sows. I mean, I'm in control of this. I'm in control. So he said, he who sows. Not talking about God. God is a spirit. Talking about us. He writing to the church. He writing to believers. He who sows spiraling shall also reap how? He who sows bountiful shall also reap how? So let each one give as he purposes in the heart, not grudging or unnecessary. For God loves a what kind of giver? And God is able to make all, all, all grace, glory to God, all grace, not some, but somebody say all. God is able to make all grace, every dimension of grace. God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always have an all sufficient in what? All things may have an abundance for every good work. And that's what I call the favor. That's that favor. Now, that's that dimension that I told you, watch this now. will you get this very clear? I say this. People don't, they don't really catch it. Watch it. That's that dimension that I can trigger that with my seed. See, so in context, he's talking about financial giving give it in chapter 8 and chapter 9. So there's a, there's a level of grace, there's a level, come on somebody, of favor that I can tap into through my giving. You, you, y'all got to catch it. Y'all got to catch it. Amen, somebody. So so the favor of God is an awesome thing. Because the favor of God, that means God's going to touch somebody's heart. Who have what you need Amen. to get you where you cannot get without that help. Everybody needs somebody, but not just anybody. Say that everybody, everybody needs somebody, but not just anybody. Everybody needs somebody, but not just anybody. But through the favor of God, God know that person you need. He know that person that's going to help you get to a place where you cannot get without their assistance and their aid. Oh, my God. So you can tap into that level of grace, too. Joseph found favor, come on, somebody, in Potiphar's house, right? Now, think about this now. The Bible said God was with Joseph, and his master seen something on him. I said this Wednesday night, I'm going to say this again. That's why a lot of us don't walk in favor because people don't see God on us. See, people can't help but to help you when they see that anointing on you. They see the power of God on you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. They see it resting on you. Favor comes. The Bible said that Joseph was a successful man because God
1: was with him. And whatever Joseph did, God called him to prosper.
0: Now, if God showed that kind of favor under the old covenant, I'm giving it a close right here. God don't know how much more would God show us favor under the new covenant? Come on, somebody, a better covenant with better blood. That's that dimension, supported grace, sanctifying grace. I'll get to that next week. I got the close right here. The
1: favor of God will cause people to fly from Africa to Florence, to
0: bring you what you need, to get you to do what you cannot do without them. I'm telling you now, the favor of God is a powerful thing. You don't have to be rich. It's all right to be rich, but when the favor is on you, Somebody that's rich going to take what they have, my God in heaven, and help you do what you cannot do. That's how we live our life, the favor. Somebody said, man, well, y'all, y'all be doing stuff, y'all own this, own this, like y'all got 500 members. I said, no, it's not a matter, matter of members, it's a matter of God. God can do exceedingly, uh, my God in heaven, abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power. This is how a member. I, I said, Y'all don't want to work with me here. Now we're going to have 3,000. I already know they're coming. Watch this now. But he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. It didn't say according to membership. See, the word is the <laughs> That's what it says. Amen, somebody. And it's according to my education. It according to my degrees. Did it? Come on now. It's according to the power that, that works in us. And you know where that power is. That's the power of that great grace. That's the power of the Holy Ghost is working inside of us. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm out of time. Come on, give it up for Jesus like to end a broadcast without giving people the opportunity to know Jesus. In other words, to become a part of the kingdom. Nicodemus asked Jesus, what shall a man do to be saved in the kingdom of God? Then he told him, you must be born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. So we want to pray a prayer with you. If you pray this prayer and believe it in your heart, the Bible says you will be saved. Just say this with me. Say, dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. He died for my sins and he was buried. And you raised him from the dead. Now, Lord Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. I'm born again. I'm saved by grace through faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ma'am or sir, if you said that prayer and you really believe it in your heart, why don't you inbox us? Uh, call us and we'll see you some information to help you with your Christian walk. Our phone number is eight four three. 629 Thank you for listening. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Your support, love, and prayers are essential to Antioch Fellowship Church as we continue to reach the lost, make disciples, and enjoy life. Please visit us at
1: www.antiochurchonthemove.org.